Welcome to Big Screens and TV Streams. Today is Wednesday, excuse me, no, Thursday, October 12th, 2023, uh, live from the Grand Forks Best Source Studios. I'm Dale. We've got an awesome show lined up for you today. It's now spooky season. October is here. Victor's stoked. You, you're, I, I just saw you before the show. You're just waiting to chomp at the bit to get into today's show. I, I'm like a great white shark, man. Yeah. You, you can't stop me. Uh, I'm, so, I'm so excited, you guys, because, oh my gosh. It is spooky season. There's a lot of crazy things happening in the world of entertainment and movies and comic books and just damn near everything that you can think of. And man, I am like a great white. I am ready to feast. <laughs> Dude, I love the analogy. I love the analogy. Chopping at the bit, literally. I am. Also here. waiting to chomp at the bit is Mr. Paul. Oh, chop at the bit. That was. I see what you did there. Yes. 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 That's, that is why nom, I, nom, nom. That's why I appreciate that. That phrase, man. Hell. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah, a lot of a lot of awesome stuff to cover today. So if people want to join in on the live chat discussion, just hop on the GFBS social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch. And uh, and you can jump in there or call or text in your questions, 701-213-0863. Got a ton of stuff to cover today, but uh, actually Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, we'll probably I'll probably be <laughs> oh, I'll man. probably be trying to rapid fire. I may nudge you guys along a little bit to keep the show flowing here, but I guess before we jump into everything, uh, let's give a shout out to our first sponsor for the day. Oh for Heaven's Cakes, mm. where there's nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods, and that's where Oh for Heaven's Cakes comes in, where you'll find the best cupcakes and cakes for many special occasions i know actually just yesterday was my dad's birthday actually i got a cake a custom ordered cake they'll walk you through on what you want the toppings special items i know my dad loves his old school cars i'm like do you guys have like a 50s car that you could put on there for like a paint design and they're like we absolutely do and uh, my my dad recognized it it was like oh that's a 58 camaro i love it i'm like and he he loved the cake and they they nailed it all kinds of cake decorating options so they're open tuesday through friday from 10 to 4 and saturdays from 9 to noon give them a call 701-757-2253 or email cakes at yahoo.com be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins that's over heaven's wow. cakes in the grand city's mall all right so got a couple of news items to jump into today's show here uh victor i actually i saw that i saw this pop up on i think first your timeline mm -hmm. and uh and, and then i i think you're texting me about to bring it into your news items too mm -hmm. curious to get your thoughts about uh uh i know you're a big spawn fan so mm -hmm. todd mcfarland stated in an ign interview recently the latest progress update on, on a new spawn movie i guess he said there was a big uh, halt to it because of the writer's strike but oh. he said uh uh 80 he saw the first 80 pages of the script that were done and the writers recently got back to it now that the writer's strike is just recently finished yeah. so your thoughts on how the latest progression on that i am really now i gotta tell you guys this writer's strike has been ugh, like i've just not appreciated it at all i understand why it's been going on but ugh, it, i'm glad it's trying to come to a complete close because honestly the spawn movie is going to be more just like the animated series in the uh, in the 90s it's going to be gritty it's going to be awesome Jamie Foxx is going to be a part of it i hope that they're going to be talk cuz at least from from this alone they've been talking with the cast and everybody and it's been really exciting because man i just i just can't wait to see spawn just wrapping people around chains and just getting. So when you said fun. Jamie Fox is going to be a part of, is he going to be Spawn or is he just helping like produce? He he is going to be Spawn. So oh, they they, right did, they did want him to be cast as Spawn. Uh, although he is working on other projects right now, but they're still in line for him to like you know talk to him and say you know 
whenever you Whatever happened with him? I thought he was like going blind or something for something. No, that was all false rumors. Um, Jamie Foxx, as we all know, is a very private man, and he doesn't like to be bothered by any of the nonsense of Hollywood. Uh, his daughter could confirm that he had a little scare about, you know, about the hospital, but he's all fine, and he's doing movies now on Amazon, and he's still, you know, back to his charismatic self. So, no, he is all good. He's I, all think, good. I think he'll make a great spawn. Yeah, I'm really excited because he, he can play that character of, very lost. So he did that in Django. He certainly did that in Ray while he earned that very achievement Oscar that he deserved. So I have no doubt that he'll play Al Simmons just as great as he plays every other What character. about Wesley Snipes playing Spawn? Oh, now <laughs> I, I love Wesley, but you know what? You, stick to Blade, man. One, one, one project at a time. Let, well, let's well, let's well, not get I, ahead. I, I guess we should probably give up for people wondering who that voice is making their debut on big screens and TV streams. Uh, helping us produce the show today let's give a big old round of applause to rose welcome to big screens and tv hey, streams what's going on? appreciate you having me on man we're trying to do three things at once oh so yeah we're gonna get it done oh yeah that's right yeah <laughs> I, I i can tell you why um wesley, wesley snipes. snipes can't be spawn right now well, have, have you seen could, him lately i could he, he looks frail well no they actually they just announced he's going to be back for blade Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. He, they, they, I mean, he looks like he weighs 110 pounds right now. No, wow. he's he's still he's still pretty good in his old age, not even that old, honestly. Or he's but just he, recently got he's, back he's, into shape. Yeah, he's he's still getting back oh, in Marvel. He's got to be in his 60s. Yeah, he yeah. up there. He up there. Yeah, but yeah, he, he, he but Marvel had talked to him and they said, yeah, you can return for Secret Wars as Blade. So yeah. I'm really they got excited. him set up with like a nutritionist. I'm, I'm presuming, I guess, yep, to make sure to get him back to form. Yeah, I mean, look at uh, look at Hugh Jackman. I mean, he's 55. So I mean. He, and really? he's still, yeah, and he's God, still this is in making me really shape. feel bad about myself. Yeah, and he's still in good shape. So I mean, getting ready for these roles, well, man. Using I mean, those Hollywood dollars, they can get them set up with the oh, best, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, they they got the nutrition. I know. Man, I'm so. I'm very looking forward to the new Spawn movie, and, uh, and and Rose, many thanks for helping us out today. Definitely appreciate it, man. No I know problem. you're a bit you're talking before the show. You're a fellow big comic and and movie and TV show nut. <laughs> yes, yes. I like Malcolm Ten. Have anybody ever heard of the comic Malcolm Ten? If you haven't, go check him out. It's a great great comic uh it's about a south african hero okay you know what i'm saying it was my first black comic book you know i didn't i looked is at that just comics books. or have they done like tv uh movie adaptations no, for, yet I, I think they just did the comic book okay is that yeah. a, new, a newer one no this is old this old is school? maybe back in like the 90s yeah you heard about that one victor yeah. I, malcolm T. that does sound familiar malcolm and i Tien. haven't um so like valiant or indie label you know, or marvel dc made, it's ben 10 i no, not ben 10 that's a that's a whole nother situation oh, i remember i know ben 10 <laughs> yeah i don't think they made it but <laughs> i remember I the comic book being malcolm 10 it's an african guy here in this little suit he's right here and it was about him uh going around saving you know you know doing what superheroes do Cool. He sounds so familiar. Yeah. I feel like I've heard of him, but maybe I have to. I have to see a picture of him to. Yeah, just check that, out. You, you, you get a chance. Google Malcolm T. Okay, right. yeah. Okay. So, a few other uh, news items to jump in here too. I know Victor, you shot me this too. I found this in the news news lines earlier this week. Uh, some interesting uh, side effects from the fallout of the Johnny Depp Amber Heard case uh, that recently surfaced, uh, relating to the upcoming Aquaman Lost Kingdom film coming out later this year. So, check this out. Uh, Johnny Depp's fan base paid the court fees for the release of the documents, the official public release for the documents from Heard's therapist, Dr. Don Hughes, um, from her raw notes that were scribbled on a legal pad that, uh, that were part of the, that big high-profile uh, trial between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Uh, they described from her notes, uh, Aquaman set where an allegedly intoxicated Jason Momoa 
dressed like Johnny Depp and pushed to have her booted from the role of the aquatic superhero Mira. Uh, a rep for Momoa declined to comment, but a DC spokesperson pushed back, stating that Heard's characterization uh, to her uh, therapist, saying uh, Jason Momoa conducted himself in a professional manner at all times on the set of Aquaman and The Lost Kingdom. Other echoes that sentiment, saying Jason worked his ass off, likes to have a beer every once in a while, but doesn't show up drunk on set. And uh, uh, another insider stated that the two stars got along and were seen joking together, and he isn't dressing like Johnny Depp. He's always dressed in that bohemian style. So, I Victor, I know this, you, this... So she, like, tried to make a story up saying that Momoa showed up on set. That's yeah. what she... Yeah, that's what she originally... That's what she at least told her therapist, I yeah. guess... At that time, what she probably thought was just a one-on-one session, but because of it being part of uh, uh, court and public records, that it was released to the public. Yeah. Oh, what she seems odd. Mm. What well, she did, she did originally, and I'll say this because this was in the court case. She had told uh, multiple lies during that trial, uh, mind you, everybody. And while she was sitting there lying, and you can't lie, when you put your hand on that Bible saying, you swear to tell the truth and nothing but the truth, so help you God, I do. She lied multiple times saying, I didn't write those letters about Johnny Depp. I didn't talk about him in the paper. I, or I, as she said, I didn't mention him by name, but you were referring to him, said person. So yes, you were talking about him, even if you didn't quote unquote say his name. She was like heavily implying. I, <laughs> I, heard, that she, I heard that she was uh, not in, like she was banned or not invited to the red carpet showing of it. Yeah. Oh, wow. She, she's only like, if you actually watch the trailer of Aquaman. She's only in it for two seconds. Well, like, you will only see in it for it two seconds. It sounds like on the, there was a lot more to the story. I didn't squeeze it in here, but like I know uh, at the time she was dating uh, Elon Musk, and it sounded like she was getting about to be cut from the movie, but then Elon Musk uh, allegedly, there's a main quote there, uh, threatened heavy-duty lawsuit dollars to Warner Brothers if they removed her from the film, and so he kind of saved her job at the time. So, so Musk oh. is banging her now? At the t- not anymore. Not anymore, but so, at the time. You'll, you'll get a kick out of this, Paul. I, I know all of you will get a kick out of this. So before Johnny Depp and anybody else who... God had to date that terrible woman. <laughs> Literally, she was. I wouldn't mind. She was. <laughs> trust me, she's pretty, but it's not worth yeah, it. Yeah, so Elon Musk was dating her. Now, what many people did not know is that Elon Musk, uh, during the whole Twitter kind of incident, he had lost. He he had quit them. He he did, wasn't the other way around. And then he then had to sucker get sucker punched with. Well, you had like a hundred like children, and you didn't tell anyone about it. How dare you? You didn't say anything to me. And then she hit him with another legitimate child, which he didn't even care because he's like yeah. a robot. He doesn't give two shits. There, <laughs> yeah, there are so many layers to this. We we could go on forever and ever about it, but I guess just to make put a quick pin on it. Uh, we, will this halt you from seeing the movie at all when it comes out later this oh, year? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'll still see it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't care. Honestly, it's their drama. Their drama has nothing to do with movies. And yeah. if that's the case, then mm-hmm. I'm always, like, I'll boycott Once them. I'm in the movie, seeing the movie, I separate you know, the, the, the art from the artist. That's and, what I'm saying. Yeah. A lot of people can't do that, yeah. separate yeah. the art from the artist. Like, I want to just build a character right now, R. Kelly. See what I'm saying? He's one of the greatest musicians <laughs> that ever touched it. For some reason, people cannot separate. Yeah. No, yeah. Some, some people can. Some people can. And it all depends on what's... And I guess, you know, it all depends on the severity of what, what the person you know what has done. Like, I, I, know we, I know that's definitely offset, but I'm just saying, though, you just brought up a, a yep. key point yeah. about and, us people. We... 
Oh my God. But you know, it, I, I go off on a tangent, but you go ahead. Oh, it's all good. And to I, be fair, he she only got him to agree to give money to Warner Brothers to get her in the movie. The only reason why is because fun fact, everyone, she had she had funds. All these all that money that she had donated or supposedly donated to charities, it was all a fake. It was a ruse. His money was that money. And then he had to take all that money that she supposedly gave to charities to get her to keep her job. Mm. So if that doesn't make you already angry yeah. at her already, I'm like, dude, that's not even her buddy. So she, many, yes. so many layers. Uh, we should move on to one last quick news story. Uh, Daredevil, born again. It's undergoing a major creative overhaul. I was super, I'm, I still am super, super stoked for the new Daredevil uh, re, uh, series, season three here, under now under officially under the Marvel uh, umbrella there. So the new season coming up on Disney Plus. They recently parted ways with head writers Chris Ord and Matt Corman. It's currently seeking new writers to revamp the show, and with uh, half less than half of the series' 18-episode order currently shot before the writers' strike no. threw things into disarray, Marvel has also released the directors for the remaining episodes of the season. Uh, no. Some of the elements for the shot material will be used going forward so for some of the episodes, but they're looking to take the show in a new creative direction. Um, but uh, they it's unable to return to full-scale production because the actors are still on strike. So, but yeah, I love the first two seasons of Daredevil on Netflix. Safe to say, uh, unfortunate, the various writers and actor strikes are pushing things backwards. But you know, I guess that's just some of the just uh, you know the varying side effects from from that. They were making it into a movie. They this is their problem. They make everything into a show. These are not shows. These should be movies. Focus on cinema, not television. Television is fine once in a while if it needs it but if you yeah. don't make movies that's where your bread and butter is you literally have made money off of these movies and now you want to make tv shows yes it makes some more money well yeah but th yeah. see that's the thing though they already set it up as a movie and now they want to make it an 18 episode order which is probably not a gonna good make movie it. if you put it all together it's gonna be a good movie sure but <laughs> sure but now because disney is known for their hiring and firing writers let let it be known that you're you are truly irreplaceable in their eyes because mm. I tell you, man, I hope they don't stray away from the dark vision that Daredevil is. If, yeah. they, if they do, I, I, I love Daredevil. That's one of my favorite Marvel characters growing up. And I feel that they're now going to probably give him a watered-down version, and I don't, and I don't think that's going to work. I mm. hope they don't do that. So, I really hope they don't. It's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds, but we should jump into our first review of the show today. I know, Paul, I, I watched the trailer for this going in. This is going to be for the Netflix movie Reptile. So, uh, and that came out on oh, Netflix uh, just oh, like a month or so back. So, got R Rose's pulling up the artwork for the show here right now. You can see the movie poster there and the background shot from it. Uh, the stars, pretty good cast are Alicia Silverstone, Justin Timberlake, uh, Benicio del Toro. Uh, it's, according to the IMD synopsis, it has Tom Nichols is a hardened New England detective unflinching in his pursuit of a case where nothing is as it seems, oh. and it begins to dismantle the illusions in his own life. Yeah, uh, you know, I saw this pull up and I was like, oh, okay, so, you know, uh, is this old? Is this like, something I missed? I didn't hear it coming out in theaters or anything, but and I saw, you know, it's got Benicio Del Toro and, you know. It was amazing. Yeah, and I, I like pretty much everything that he's in. And then Justin Timberlake, he's done, he does a good job. He does. Uh, it was kind of 
cool to see uh uh was alicia still uh silverstone yeah you know right. you know clueless she hasn't been and, in anything and yeah and she hasn't time. been anything for a long time and she's i get like, you know and she's older now and she's uh she's a little thicker mm. not not in a bad way though <laughs> not in a bad way well, she's still all. she's still rocking it but no this this actually turned out to be a, you know as i was expecting with benicio del toro a really good movie was um it? it's uh so uh justin timberlake's uh wife gets murdered and uh i don't know if it was in their house or in a house that they were showing because uh they're realtors mm, and so benicio del toro is the detective investigating this murder mm. and you know and then they're you know trying to look at certain uh suspects and yeah. you know there's some people that uh you know the realtor company has like gotten their houses from and some different suspects and obviously justin timberlake is a suspect yeah but it turns into not just him finding out that somebody murdered his wife it turns into this whole other expanded story of like this whole reality company is completely corrupt mm. and they're like stealing up houses mm. and you know like i think one of the guys like said his dad was like held at like gunpoint to mm. you know to sign away his farm mm. and uh justin timberlake's mom is like the head of this realty realty company oh. and justin timberlake you know he's over there he's showing houses and his wife had just died and stuff but it's just really cool to see how this story unfolds as to just from a murder mystery into a you know a big conspiracy yeah uh. Yeah, so, so like, is, is it a? It looked like a pretty fun murder mystery per, procedural, and how they kind of really mix things up. I look at least from the trailer, from what I saw on that, like there's there's like a, a bit more than usual from your average number of suspects. Is that kind of throw a monkey in the wrench there to follow along the plot twist and keep track of everything. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't like a good murder mystery? Yeah, you know, it's seriously. like you know, what is it? Clue? Yeah. You know, yeah. like what, yeah. is it the butler? Or is yeah. it the, you know, is it the husband yeah. or is it the you know the disgruntled weird uh guy that has made threats against them before but mm -hmm. he's just kind of like you know this weird guy that lives yeah. out in a trailer park or so it took you on a, it took you down a rabbit hole yeah yeah and so, so you, what you thought was it wasn't really what that was yeah 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 so i i, 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 I thought i, love it, those I, food I love those yeah, yeah. i thought it was <laughs> a really good watch i thought it was a really good watch and it, and it like i said it was cool to see alicia silverstone back on yeah. the screen again yeah, she definitely. does a great job in this yeah I can't, I can't, it's been forever since i've seen her in probably like early 2000s i last re remember seeing her in, in film so and i, I want to say that she was benicio del toro's wife mm. in this mm. i saw her, i got her credited as uh, judy nichols uh as a character here and yeah uh yeah, tom nichols is so benicio yeah. del toro yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah she's right. a good wife yeah Oh. And I saw, like, this is directed by Grant Singer. This is his feature-length uh, movie directorial debut. I saw, I was, I was trying to pull up other things on his IMDb. It looks like he's made just music videos before this, so. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it did. You know, they, they hammered it away, and Justin Timberlake, his performance was really good, too. Oh. So, people can yeah. find this on Netflix, then. Yep. All right, so that is our first review for Reptile. You can find it on Netflix. Uh, Victor, we're going to throw it to you for the latest Marvel DC uh, updates here. Oh, guys, man, where do we even begin? Because, honestly, The Dark Knight right now... I think is, the better question is, is where are you going to end? Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Come on now. Come on now, Paul. Uh, apparently, right now, D Batman's not doing very well because his children are very much against him, at least. And uh, Selena is responsible for his children going against him right now, so that's not really a good thing. Um, Superman right now is... Uh, 
is his son is turning against him as well. So a lot of families are really turning against each other right now, which is really not okay. Um, That's in the comic book side of things. Yeah, and honestly, it's it's getting more more extreme now. So I mean, it's it's. It's going back and forth, honestly, which is weird. And but how many Batman titles do you keep up with a month? Oh man, I keep up with a lot of them. I, I've kind of gone back to the original ones because the new ones have kind of gotten a little bit crazier. And, like Detective and just straight up Batman. Yeah, because Detective, the original Detective comics were just really, really fun detective stories. Much like we just discussed with Real Reptile, the Who Done It, and actually like very gritty noir kind of detective stories which everyone i know loves come on i mean who doesn't want to see someone's that man's one of my favorite heroes too yeah who doesn't want to see a severed hand you know and figure out the clue of it so i mean yeah and of course we are celebrating of course another year for mr Dwayne mcduffie god rest his soul because of course he has created milestone which was one of the most beloved profitable companies that dc ever pretty much was a part of i mean you got static shock you got hardware you got icon and heck you even got steel uh which was truly all these black heroes were all just it, me personally as a 90s kid i read all these great heroes man and even of course you know steel was one of my favorite ones you know a railway worker who got saved by superman was inspired by it created his own super suit yeah. uh and this was during the war of, of who was going to take over the title of superman so celebrating that year of course mr Dwayne mcduffie who sadly passed away who mm. was a part of this company had uh, to a huge huge event in comics it was yes. like 92 93 oh yes and very much all thanks to Dwayne mcduffie Duffy because man what a writer and what so a steel that was the Superman with the big hammer right yes mm. he which would, I never really understood like he, Superman why do you need a hammer well he was a railway worker and yeah. he had to, um, so like you'll see the gauntlets on him he had those super spikes that you would see a, you know mm. in a train yard and plus he would smash you know every one that he shot he would smash into the enemy which was so freaking cool mm. and if you guys ever read a uh, funeral for a friend or if you read the death of Superman each Superman from different worlds were kind of just battling for you know the title just like a battle for the cow, everyone was battling for who would be the Batman. So those were great stories back in the day, and they were really hard because who was going to take the title? Who was going to read the Batman? Who was going to be Superman? You know, so definite iconic stories. I, I saw I got some notes from you before the show about some other interesting topics. You got topics for Marvel and DC and comic book news with uh, I guess kind of kind of tangent tangentially uh, related to the comic universe. Uh, oh, absolutely, Z- Z- Zorro. Yes. Oh, so Antonio Banderas, he was uh, doing an interview, of course, and he, of course, was asked, if you could do another third, would you create, like, the entirety of the Zorro trilogy? He's like, absolutely. I would have Tom Holland uh, pass along the torch to him. Why and, Tom Holland? Well, I, because... I consider Zorro to be, like, somebody, like, a Spaniard. I, I also... Tom t- Holland is, like, whiter than me. I also <laughs> did, too, but um, because it, because he said he worked with him on Uncharted, and he said he was so energetic and fun and impersonable, you know, he's like, I think he could probably do it. And plus, you know, Ontario Banderas, he's he's reaching those ages, and he can't do what he yeah, used to do in the yeah. second and first film. Yeah. It was good seeing him again in Uncharted. I was like, oh, Ontario Antonio Banderas. Hey, that, yeah. was that was a real good movie. He was a, he was a very good villain, and he also plays very good heroes, too. So I'm, I'm very excited if they do pick up where they left off from the first two Zorro films. I'm very excited to see if Tom Holland is going to be. Now, he might not. This is just a rumor, mind you, everybody. So you, you might not see him. You might see him. Who knows? So this was just a you know kind of give and take kind of answer.
series like I want Tom Holland, so I'm excited to see who's going to be the Mask of Zorro. I understand. I guess speaking of rumors, you got uh, uh, maybe a possible uh, news item on a new Gargoyles movie. Yes, so Disney has not been doing so hot, as we can plainly see. Um, now, if any of you, like I said, I'm a 90s kid, man, and Gargoyles, man, oh my gosh. Yeah, I remember what, that, what a series that was. I, it was an awesome series. I'm oh, talking, yeah. They shook the world when they brought oh, yeah. that one out, man. That was just, that was a beautiful Shakespearean play that yeah, I absolutely yeah. loved, and it was just filled with action and drama and just everything you can pack into one kid's show, and it was just brilliant. And I have the figures from him. I, I was just a huge, like, it just knocked my socks off when I was a little kid. And they now want to do a live-action version of this. Now, I'm not going to say I have my doubts, because I do. Um, and Disney has not been doing so hot with their productions lately. You know, uh, we're not, you know... Pointing fingers, Little Mermaid. Um, so I mean, honestly, I thought Little Mermaid did good. Eh, I thought it did good in the box office. No, it, it was it was not that great. Let's play. I, this I don't have the numbers in front of me, but did it make its budget back? Or it made, I want to say half, and that's not really, oh, wow. and that's not oh. saying a lot. And that's <laughs> even with international and everything too. Or yeah, because honestly, even international was kind of like, uh, okay, well, but that that wasn't yeah. going to make any money when they first advertised it. They didn't want that movie to come to place. No, because so honestly... they didn't want yeah. that movie to happen. Well, no, and, and I'm going to throw this out there because, let's face it, this is nothing against any performer. They did very well. Mm -hmm. And because she was very young, she was a singer, not an actor. And because they put their, her in that position... I felt like they pushed her and forced her. Now, she was very sweet during interviews. She's a very stand-up kid. I think she's going to make a killing in that industry. But, however, what they're doing with the Snow White movie now, Rachel's a sellish. Like, oh, my gosh. I heard gosh. she got fired. No, she's not fired. She she is a mouthy you-know-what, but she is, she, she's, she's a cocky little one, she is, and she's a spitfire, but no, they're not going to fire her. They're just questioning if they want to put this movie out for everyone to see because with her little comments about, oh, well, this is not going to be like that typical story where the woman, you know, gets saved and all this. This is going to be where women are in power and the man is going to, you know, he's just going to be over here doing uh -oh. his thing where a woman's gonna get a job and doing all this thing it's like weren't the dwarves like grown men too like they weren't no, even dwarves no they were they they weren't even they were going to be so, so peter dinklage even was like because he's a dwarf honestly he uh the, the dwarves blame him for not getting their jobs so because peter dinklage who was a very good actor and he's been in the industry longer than any dwarf i've seen mm. i mean he pretty much everyone's getting mad at him saying well man what the heck are you doing you're costing us our jobs you're not letting us be it was like i'm letting you all be a part of this movie this has nothing to do with me disney just wanted me to be a part of this so if you and because they're non-union workers ladies and gentlemen you 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 can't really do anything about that. Non-union workers or actors, it's kind of hard to hire them because they have certain demands and everything, and it's such a pain in the ass. <laughs> so, I mean, you kind of can't... It's kind of like a like throwing, you know, clay against a, like a brick wall. You can't really do anything with that. So, so I mean, it's How do you hard. think this ties in for Gargoyles? you think it's going to happen? I think it is, but I also think it's not because the, the reason I say all this stuff is because Disney has been really failing with their productions lately, and they've been costing them a lot of financial heartache. And I, I, I hope that they can get out of this with this, but then I'm kind of skeptical because with their live-action depictions, I, I think they have the guff, but... 
they're writers. This seems to got too many coming out too soon. I think yeah, they need to spread them out a little bit and more. They're only doing this because of nostalgia, which you, you're talking to a nostalgic lover here. But nostalgic only works if you have the passion for it. And these guys are just doing it for a quick buck. Right. Which is, and it's going to happen, and I think this is going to be a great move. I hope it is. Yeah. I hope Gargoyles, it is. I would man. love a Gargoyles live-action movie. Come on, man. How, how wouldn't that be a great move? Yeah. It would, but I know if they just David. They just re-released the classic Genesis game, uh, or they put it up for pre-order for mm. new, new systems. Yes. Uh, for, like, PS4 and Switch and Xbox. I, I put a pre-order in, and I'm like, oh, cool. I'd love to play the Gargoyles game again. Mm. And they added in some new features, touched up the visuals, so it looks good on 4K TVs. Yeah. So if people miss out on it search like gargoyles game pre-order playstation xbox you can find it i'm like oh man i'd love to play that genesis game all over again the only thing i ask of them i don't ask very much because i don't (laughs) the only thing i ask of them is if they please please make sure keith david is involved with the voice of goliath a thousand percent because man that man is just i love him well victor and any other uh news items here before we move along here honestly no like like i said everyone this is this is a packed show so we're gonna we're gonna be seeing some twists and turns here so please be prepared yes i know you got a few more things for quick takes here so i'm looking forward to what you have for us here but uh we'll keep things moving i guess now it's october it's spooky movie season tv season i got I saw my first uh, kind of spooky-ish movie here just yesterday. Uh, and this is called A Haunting in Venice. Such a good movie. Now, this is star- it's directed by and lead starring Kenneth... Br- Br- is it Br- Branagh? Branagh. Branagh. Okay, I know I was pronouncing it wrong, but this is the third movie in the series. Now, I've not seen these. I instantly put these in my watch list. Have either of anyone here seen Death on the Nile or yes. Murder on the Orient yes. Express? Yes, yes, and yes. Oh, I love I it. See, I, I want to see those. They're so good. Yeah. This Paul? Agatha Christie. The original? Uh, or the new ones from the, the last few years. Just yeah. Came out. Neither. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> I, I always heard Neither. good th- I always I always heard good things about both, uh, oh, about how they're good kind of ensemble uh, murder mystery movies like yeah. Clue or Knives Out. Yeah. And yeah, uh, so and I, I just never got around to seeing either of them. And I, I saw this with my dad yesterday for his birthday. And, uh, and so this kind of it's a murder mystery with a little spookiness involved with the supernatural elements. So it's set in a post-World War II Venice where now, how do you pronounce his name? I was trying to catch it throughout the movie. The character that uh, Kenneth Branagh plays uh, is it uh, Hercule Perrault? Hercule, I, I pronounce it as Hercule Perrault. Perrault, just because the French word is kind of way. It really is. So he's he's retired and living in his own exile in uh, post World War II Venice, mm-hmm. uh, just a couple years after. And but there's uh, he and he gets invited to a, a, a mystery writer who's inspired by Perrault's. Uh, crime-solving skills, uh, is invites Perot to attend this uh, seance party, a Halloween party with a seance where I guess this uh, World War I vet uh, is now a spirit medium, and she's like summoning spirits, and so like she wants to, she's like, no, this is all, it's all a scam, we gotta expose her, you're an expert at picking out all these, uh, these like, you know, puppet acts and stuff like that, you know, point out what's going on here, let's expose her for her lies, and so they go to this, uh, this and Tina Fey plays uh, the, the her, I guess, her uh, Hercule's old uh, uh, co-worker from over the years that she's getting reacquainted with and who invites uh, Perot out to this Halloween party. 
So it starts off a fun Halloween party for kids, and you're getting to know the ensemble cast. And eventually you get to this seance, and the, pers- the spirit medium performing the seance is uh, the one and only Mich- Michelle Yeoh. Mm-hmm. And she is amazing for she, her brief time in this is. film. So they do the seance, and just Michelle Yeoh's performance during the seance as she's channeling the spirits, so to speak, so is just just mesmerizing it's just 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 splendidly well done mm-hmm. but uh shortly after the seance you know and you meet the other cast here too you get to hear about how like i guess one of the guests uh one, one of the guests uh kids uh died uh in a creepy uh, or unsolved mystery way mm-hmm. and they're trying to tie it to this supernatural like uh children's curse like she was marked by like the the curse of the children mm-hmm. and there's like they go into the background of that and they kind of allude to like how there's like the, the house that this is taking place in is haunted and there's all these allusions to haunting throughout the film but uh but one of the guests is murdered and now the movie all of a sudden turns into clue where they're going around this this kind of this 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 kind of this older mansion and they're kind of going around and perot is interviewing all the guests doing his thing working his magic and the way that uh uh, Ken, did you say Brana? Yeah, Re- Kenneth, Kenneth, Kenneth Brana. Yep. Uh, and by the way, very accomplished director. Uh, Academy act, Award, great actor, great sure. actor in here. This is my first time really seeing him, but yeah, also did Belfast. He won Academy Award for his screenplay for Belfast. He directed, and he also directed Thor. Yes. I had no idea about mm, that going into this, but uh, it's it's very cool watching him going around from guest to guest, interviewing the ensemble cast, and he's trying to get each one to crack and reveal their own personal secrets, and just kind of watching him work his magic and just. Uh, yeah, uh, Michelle Yeoh is awesome, and all the other guests as you get to know them too are just Jamie Dornan also is very good. You know, he actually was a model, and he he knocked it out of the park. I actually thought like he was just going to be a one-off thing for Fifty Shades of Grey, but literally once they let him loose in an ensemble movie like this, I was like, my God, he was good. Yeah. <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. Watching it all ra- wrap up and just. How they, they kind of mix in the supernatural elements, some spookiness. It's not, I wouldn't say it's a, I know, Rose, uh, we're, yeah, we're kind of talking a little bit before we were like, are there jump scares? How, yeah. how, how intense is it? It's, it's PG 13. There are definite jump scares mm-hmm. and moments of suspense, but I wouldn't say it's like R rated. Uh, but okay. yeah, there was definitely a few parts where I was like tensing up. I'm like bracing for the jump scare, yeah. and you know, here there's, it comes, here. here it comes. Oh, here it, there and, it is. And, ah, okay. And, and, my, and mind you guys, like all the scenes where everyone is like, you'll see it on their faces because they said, yeah. Yeah, they were genuine like fear because mm. when the when these guys were doing these scenes like they the cast was just freaking out because they said you would think like oh a jump scare whatever but no these yeah. these guys wanted us to be afraid yeah oh yeah it's in there but yeah once there's like not not like crazy over the top gore or anything it's pg-13 but yeah there is definitely moments of suspense but uh yeah uh pros uh, the character uh brana plays pro reminds me a lot of daniel craig's character you know knives out and the last mm, onion where yeah uh, you know There's daniel a- craig craig he has his very uh, eccentric uh character traits you know his just ridiculous accent yeah uh, and then so uh Br- brana here uh, you can kind of see behind me he has the raleigh oh, fingers-esque mustache <laughs> so yeah such a badass what a, what a mustache uh major props i can only imagine the, the the grooming care that goes into it oh. <laughs> oh my gosh but uh yeah so yeah i want to see how it wraps up and how they kind of put it all together at the end i thought it, i thought it really really wrapped up nicely and they kind of leave it ambiguous the moments of supernaturalness there like wait is this place really haunted they make mm. you think it's all an act
back, maybe, but, but oh wait, no, what about this, that, and the other? Maybe that it is haunted. I really mm. like that, how they kind of leave a little bit of a little window mystery, cracked for a mystery, mystery, but... Something else gonna yeah. come up. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is doing pretty good. Critics, uh, Rotten Tomato aggregate, 75% audience, 77%, so kind of hand in hand there, but yeah, I really like how it explained and how it came to be, and now I really want to see Murder on the Orient and uh, Death on the Nile. You, <laughs> yeah. you, will enjoy, you will enjoy those, man. Agatha Christie, what a novelist she is. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so... So that'll wrap up our review for that. It's still playing in theaters. Uh, 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 a Haunting in Venice. And yeah, that's out in theaters now. And we're going to next uh, kind of give a shout out to our next sponsor, Northwest Tire, where for tires, work on your vehicle, and so much more, make sure to visit Northwest Tire on Gateway Drive. They are the North Dakota's largest tire dealer. They're family owned for over 40 years. And from big to small, Northwest Tire does it all. You can find all kinds of tires like Toyo, Nokia, Bridgestone, Firestone, and so many more. Give them a call, 701-780-8473 to schedule your next appointment. That's Northwest Tire on Gateway Drive in Grand Forks. They're helping you get the perfect tires for whatever you drive. And I know Victor loves their theme song. Northwest Tire keeps you rolling down the road. God, I love that jingle, man. Oh, my God. You got it, man. You absolutely got it. Oh, I love that jingle, man. Such a catchy tune, man. Yes, yes. So, uh, we're going to keep things rolling along here. Paul's got another Netflix review for us in store. Netflix is just pumping out a ton of stuff. Yeah, I guess, you know, are. I just did an unintentional pun there, I guess. Speaking of pumped, that's part of the title for this. Uh, seven epi- episode uh, dramatized series on how Uber came to popularity. It's called Super Pumped, The Battle for Uber, uh, starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt as the lead, Travis uh, Kalanick, and it's where the roller coaster ride of the upstart transportation company Uber, embodying the highs and lows of Silicon Valley. Yep, I remember. Yep, I remember this like trailer actually years ago when they did this. And it's oh my gosh. I mean, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, man, I haven't seen him in anything for a long time. He's been, he's been in a few things in recent years. I want to say, uh, he, yeah. uh, that, what was that uh, that other si- that other Silicon Valley movie where he's the the guy that took all that uh, private da- data uh, away? Uh, oh, you mean Snowden? Snowden. Yeah, yeah, Snowden. yeah. That Oliver Stone. Yeah, that was yeah, a, like Snowden. a long year ago. Yeah, that was with Oliver. Yeah, that was like, an Oliver Stone. You want to say that was like maybe yeah. two or three years ago? Or maybe it could have no, been longer. No, it was no, longer that was longer than that. It was longer. Yeah, it was yeah, longer. I think than that was like the teens, wasn't it? Like nineteen? No, I want to say seventeen. I want to say eight, almost eighteen or seventeen. Yeah, time flies. Flies, man, time flies. But Paul, how how fast? I saw seven episodes on Netflix. Was this a pretty binge-worthy show? Yeah, I think I'm on probably like episode five right now, and you know it's it's really interesting because I mean, who really knows the story behind you know the creators of Uber, Correct. and you know, and then they get into uh, you know the guys that started Lyft and how they became competitors, and then uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, you know, he's playing uh, that's Travis Kalanick, the creator of Uber, who apparently was. Kind of a dick. I was gonna say I watched. Uh, I, haven't got, I haven't seen this, but I did watch the trailer just to get a little prep work going into it. Then, yeah, they kind of show him really. I don't know if this is maybe dramatized for a creative influence or if this is a faithful portrayal of him. But yeah, they do make him look like to be a little bit of a ruthless leader there. Yeah, and you know it, it's really cool just watching this, and then you know it, it's kind of upsetting in a way too because mm. you're just like God. You know who doesn't want to be you know a billionaire just to. Right, because of an idea that they had oh, with yeah. creating an app, but I mean, he he is ruthless in this. I mean, he you know he'll meet with like the executives of like Google, mm. and mm. you know he has these uh, investors and everything, and he knows the value mm. of his idea. So, like you know, at one point he's meeting with uh, somebody, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, a 
we would like to get on Google Maps. And he's uh, like, okay, I'll have that meeting, but I'm only going to have that meeting if the owner of Google is there. Oh, shoot. Really demanding. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah come on. The, I'm the owner of this. I know what I want. Yeah. Man, he's a heavy hitter, man. Yeah. I know who I got to talk to. Yeah. Why am I talking to the middleman for? And then he, you know, and then he meets like the, uh, you know, the owner of Lyft, yeah. who basically kind of took his idea and everything. And then they sit down in a meeting to try to kind of partner up and everything. And they're like, yeah, what do you think is, you know, how do you want this to shake out? And the guys at Lyft are like, well, you know, we're thinking 30%. And he's like, yeah, I mean, that, you know, that seems reasonable, but I'll give you five. Oh, wow. Mm, oh, for yeah. like, like possible merger talks, kind of? Yeah. Okay. And, you know, so the owners of Lyft are like, are you kidding me? Like, this is so insulting. He's like, yeah, well, deal with it. This is what our company is. Yeah. Shit, and apparently man. they dealt with all kinds of sexual harassment suits. And, you know, wow. there were people that were getting murdered in Ubers. They had to yeah. deal with that. Oh, that. That was a thing at one point. Rosa, you know about this? Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Uber murders? Yeah. yeah. I guess I have no idea. I'm yeah. Talk- yeah, these things, they were going on for a while now. Yeah. Wow. Did you, yeah. Do you hear about the one where the guy literally pulled out a handgun and shot the goo in the face? He, like, literally, like, literally, Pulp Fiction. Shot the, he shot the driver? Him. Yeah, oh, no. Wow. The, the driver literally pulled out because the guy was acting rowdy with him. Oh. And he literally took out Pulp Fiction style and blew oh, his God. brains oh, all over his face. He's not finna talk like that in my over to me. <laughs> but, Wait, you know, well, now, when you say Pulp Fiction style, I think of the gun accidentally going off in the car. Yeah, yeah but see, he didn't do it on accident. That's he right. shot him oh. in the face. Oh, okay. But, Sorry, you know, Paul, I mean, up there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so, you know, when it started out, it was like a really great thing for people. You know, they could do Uber, you know, on the, you know, and, and make Be their own, own hours. Be and, own but then... Uber started to get greedy. So Lyft came in and they were like, okay, we're going to be, you know, tipping our drivers and we're going to do all this kind of stuff. And yeah. so, you know, people were like kind of going over to Lyft and he looked, you know, and they're, so he's in the board meeting and they're like, yeah, you know, people, the, the drivers are complaining about the conditions of Uber. And he said, I don't care. Whoa. <laughs> he's, hey, yeah, he's like, school. no, we're, we're not tipping. We're not doing any of that stuff. And he's like, because at the end of the day, the conditions don't matter because you're just going to have the drunk people outside of the bar and you know what they're going to do? They're going to call an oh, Uber. Uber. Yeah. yeah. You know? He's like, so, call me Uber, bro. You so he's like, bro. Yeah, he's like, you know, so you don't make uh, concessions to McDonald's. That's, he, he's not wrong. Not yeah, he's not wrong. And so, all, yeah, the, the things that he said, you know, he wasn't wrong. I mean, the guy was, he was ruthless, yeah. but he was a very, very good yeah. businessman. He's a dick, but he's and not it made wrong. Sense. And it, it all made sense. But it's just so frustrating to watch. It's like I said, because you know we're sitting here, we're trying to make a living, and it's like, God, you know how? How do you how do you come up with a billion dollar idea? idea? That's yeah. what that's we can't. Oh, we all I, got it. Yeah, I do we remember. Do. Now, now as you kind of go over the details, it's, it's now coming back to some of the other like uh, other legal issues with Uber as they rose to popularity with like as far as like drivers pay and concerns with that, and you know like local taxi companies being robbed of uh, rob, rob, uh, robbed profits and stuff. Oh, do they go into that? Oh yeah, there there was uh, in the first couple of episodes. What was really interesting is because he was going after the taxi company, mm. so. You know, the city, because the taxi companies like, you know, pay incentives to probably the politicians or whatever it is. But so city officials were like trying to shut down Uber. Mm. So they were impounding uh, the driver's cars and doing all this stuff to try to shut them down. And then so they're over there and they got it's funny because then they call it, uh, you know, I'm not really good with all this technology stuff, but. They came up with what was called like the gray area, Mm. which was totally illegal. Mm. But. Nobody knew how to track it or how to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden, like these politicians that were trying to like get order these Uber drivers so they could impound their cars and like yeah. try to stop the business, all of a sudden, 
their Uber drivers weren't showing up. <laughs> I, do, I do remember hearing of like Uber drivers getting like, oh, they say Uber drivers are getting beat up or, or yeah. like uh, just like possible, like I said, gray. No, no, these would be the, the people that are waiting for the ride. So oh, waiting for the ride. So you'd have like the mayor and he's like, I'm going to, you know, call an Uber. We're going to get this guy. We're going to impound the car. Yeah. And then he's sitting there. And the Uber never shows up. They did some hack where they were able yeah. to like shut down on people that they didn't want to be able to access the app. Yeah. And wow. now I'm into the port portion of the movie where he's like in battles with I think Apple, because mm. Apple's telling him that they're not going to put him on the Apple app, mm. which is mm. a huge deal. Yeah, definitely. It is. And yeah. you know, that's and, the major, most major app app store of them all. Right? Yeah, yeah, and he's and he's also you know they, they are telling him that he's not going to be able to get into China, so because China like, <laughs> Damn, China, dude. but it, but it's because of the actions that he made by being just a dickhead, ruthless business owner trying to Noles get yeah. get his you know because he wants to be a, like the next jeff bezos he wants to be the next <laughs> yeah. elon musk and <laughs> you know and, and he's oh, a, he's yeah. on his way there ultimate entrepreneur <laughs> yeah, yeah so yeah. so it's, it's a really things. really interesting you know you if you when you initially look at it you're like oh it's a documentary but no it's not a documentary it's obviously a, it's got actors yeah. yeah it's a dramatization yeah i am yeah. i am curious though because it says uma thurman i Unless that's what I, I remember, she so, doesn't. Yeah, I, I saw it in the credits list oh. there. That I put in there. Uh, and Quentin Tarantino. I haven't seen yeah, I saw him Quentin there either. Well, I, it, maybe it's just a cameo or something. I, I, I just grabbed like the top seven names when I pull oh. these up. And so, and he no, but been, Uma you know. Thurman is actually in the. Yeah, yeah Uma Thurman's right. Unless there. that's her, and they just did such a good job yeah. with her makeup that she's not even recognizable. Do you recognize that Thurman. that actor in the in the show so far? Yeah, uh, that that sh that actor right there next to Jordan Joseph Gordon Levitt. That's Kyle uh, Chandler. He's a very good actor. He yeah, plays, he does awesome in this. Yeah, yeah. And oh, he yeah, plays, I love he Kyle plays Chandler, a lot yeah. of yeah. He always plays a dick in movies. Yeah, I see him as a good guy and stuff. Early edition. That's true, but he's he's. Really good as the day. He's also a, a good a, a good villain. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, from what you've seen so far, sounds like a pretty high recommendation for Super Pumped. Yeah, I can't wait to finish it. I know. I really just hearing you talk about and watching the trailer. I'm like, I've always been curious. I never really. I've just heard loose other like just like the legal issues with Uber over the years. I think this would be a fascinating way to learn. We say yes. it sounds like a really good way to learn about it. Yeah, definitely. Plus, I oh, think it's very interesting. Like Paul said. So. And one one of the uh, greatest things about it too is like you're sitting there and you know he'll get into like these board meetings and everything. Yeah. And they have this repetitive, like, just this sinister music that'll come up when he's, like, when you know he's about to be like, I'm going into dick mode. And then the music, all, and you're just like, all right, here it comes. Get you prepared. Kind of like, say, maybe, like, in uh, Flash Gordon, you hear the bump, 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 yeah. bump, yep. bump, 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 kind of, like, similar. Yep. Oh, wow. Love I, it. I, I always thought it was funny because even, like Paul said, you know, it's it's so weird how they tell like stories like this or like it's different like when you see like movies like Taxi Driver like in the 1970s when yeah. when it was just like you give someone money and then you leave but now because of this and you see your crazy stories like people getting killed and people getting pushed out and yeah. the crap out of like Shoot, I'd rather take the, the 70s. Taxi, hey, right. I, yeah, I'd rather take the, the 70s call than the taxi take... up that. Hey, I'm in right here in front of the store. Thank yeah. you. At least, yeah. at least you could just give them money and leave. And I know right. just can't it's interesting how you kind of explain all the controversies because I believe like, Graham Forks was kind of late to the party uh, getting all the legal hurdles yeah. uh, cleared to get Uber and Lyft cleared for Graham Forks. I, you know, I mm. was telling people this back when I was in college because this was before Uber, uh -huh. and this is how great Uber was. You know, because DUIs are were a major problem. Yeah. And, you know, so you'd get in your car and you'd drive and then you'd get a DUI. And it's like, well, it was either that 
or sit out in 50 below weather yeah. and possibly freeze to death right. has happened. while waiting for yeah. a taxi that <laughs> might not show up. Or I remember hearing stories in Grand Forest, people stumbling out to the car, attempting to drive, but passing out halfway getting into their vehicle and waking up dead in the morning. Yep. Yeah. Frozen. Yeah. yeah. You know, and because not only that, but it wasn't just the tech, but there's there's no transit system like in Grand Forest. I mean, the, the, the bu- there's no buses that run through town or anything not that can night. get... Uh, not at least not, not, not a late night. I mean, the, the, like like I mean there, there are like taxi services, but you got to call ahead and wait 20, 30 minutes. We only got, what, one taxi service? I think two. I want to say two, yeah. And if you're lucky... I would have never... It's like two drivers out. Yeah, if you're lucky. I probably would have never got my DUIs if I had if I had had Uber. Yeah, yeah, I mean... It's, it's definitely convenient. I've definitely, I know when I'm traveling out of town, I definitely take advantage of it. Yeah. And, and in this I show too, it's, it shows how it starts out as like Uber was like a chauffeur. Like you, like it was high class. It was fancy. I remember first yeah. hearing about that. Yeah. And then, and then it went to just like, mainstream. Yep. And we could have taken over every taxi yeah. service. You know what yep. I'm saying? We I've only it. had one good experience with one. I've never done this before. Uh, my friend gave me one Uber. The lady was very nice. Um, and that was probably my yeah. own experience from that. Now, whether I do another one, that's... that's uh, I only do it like maybe thing. once or twice a year, but I've, I've always had good experiences. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, did, I did an Uber. And this Uber driver, I don't forget the name of this Uber driver, but he's, he's here. He has, the, he has like a, uh, a truck. And there's like a DJ booth. You can get oh fed. yeah, you got lights and stuff. You can take pay whatever you want to play. I'm talking. He just got the environment for you. So that's how far oh, Uber has came. Yeah, we'll move on in just a second. But um, so one of the things like that was really revolutionary in this that, that you know like you would never think of. But hmm. so he came up like with the safe ride fee, and he was talking mm, about yeah. like when people would go to Disneyland, yeah, parking was free. Mm. Then all of a sudden, Disney started charging a dollar for parking, and everybody was like oh outraged, gosh. but they still paid it because they wanted their kids to go see, you know, like you okay. said, the movie Goofy. Yeah, so then he came up with a safe ride fee, and now he said, where you can still be the chauffeur company, the high class one, but we have premium Uber now. Oh, yeah. So you can, and then the safe ride fee, if you've ever used Uber, you can see the reviews of the driver. Mm. So, you know, so now he's like, the, we can charge whatever we want. I, I, that's an option now. You mentioned that. I remember seeing that in the last this couple Uber options in the last couple of years. Yeah. yeah the, hey, do you want Uber or Uber High Class? <laughs> yeah. God so yeah. Wow. So this so that is super pumped. Crazy. The battle for Uber. Seven episodes on Netflix and yeah, streaming now. I, I, I know you definitely. Yeah, I added it to my watch list after I saw the trailer. I definitely want to see this. So I, see, I still want to see yeah. it because I haven't gotten a chance to dive into uh, it, but I heard it's good. So I guess speaking of other streaming services, uh, other shows on Netflix, I'm going to do a two-part review, two mini-reviews here just to crank them both out here. I'll try and rapid-fire through this here. I'm going to be talking about The Continental, which is currently streaming on Peacock, a three-part series. Each episode of the three parts are about pretty much movie length, about uh, 75 to 90 minutes. And then there's uh, the docu-series on Netflix called Wrestlers, and that's a seven-part doc- uh, docu-series. Each episode is about 50 to 60 minutes there. So uh, I'll start off with Wrestlers on Netflix, and uh, it's it's pretty much... Uh, let's see here. So everyone knows WWE, right? Oh, of course. So uh, WWE's... Uh, does, are you guys familiar with... Right now, they got their, their developmental territory. It's called NXT. It's on... Yes. Uh, it's on USA. Yep. Uh, it's It's been on there the last few years. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's their... The, kind of like their minor league wrestling is where kind of like their upstart or new signed wrestlers go, and they, they kind of kind of like minor league baseball. They mm. go in there, they, they learn the craft, and they, uh, they they usually work in there for a few years before getting the, you know, the big call mm. up to the majors in the WWE main roster. So... 
But so WWE's had their own in-house minor league developmental system for like the last uh, about 10 to 12 years. Uh, but before NXT uh, and a couple other uh, territory uh, wrestling promotions were their minor league wrestling system, their, one of their initial minor league wrestling systems w- was through uh, a company in Kentucky called Ohio Valley Wrestling. Mm. And they used them as their official... Uh, Yep, yep, that's that's right. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm doing both in this segment here. So yeah, you, you can see there I got the wrestlers uh, poster working behind me, and later we'll be talking about Continental here in just a couple of minutes. But for wrestlers, OVW was the main WWE developmental minor league uh, wrestling promotion for from 1998 to 2008. So mm-hmm. for a good decade, and that's where wrestlers like John Cena and Batista and Randy Orton got their start, uh, working their way up to uh, WWE. Uh, and so. Big, big history. and uh, But eventually in 2008, WWE disassociated themselves with OVW, and uh, they got their own, uh, they created NXT, so they moved their development mm-hmm. system in-house. But OVW has been hanging around all these years later, barely clinging on. They're just like a true indie wrestling group. Uh, if you go to a lot of, I went to some indie wrestling shows this past month in North Dakota. If you go to your average indie wrestling show, they're usually untelevised, and uh, they may be streaming online on internet, but usually they're not on like major broadcast television. Uh, maybe there's a hundred to two hundred people there if you're lucky. A lot of times it's common to see them with like fifty or less people, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like OVW is today. They maybe might get one or two big acts to come promote people to get get there to the show, but it's usually a lot of up and coming wrestlers mm-hmm. or a lot of kind of like wrestlers kind of on their like. Uh, last legs or people that had a run in the top but now they're just kind of just you know they just love wrestling so they keep performing Mm -hmm. uh just kind of getting a few more years out of them so you kind of meet the cast of wrestlers here and uh the 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 promotion uh the 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 series wrestlers it really focuses on the owner matt jones and the main uh booker for the promotion al snow a lot of people may remember al snow from the main uh attitude era of wwe in the late 90s early 2000s people may remember he's a wrestler that carried the mannequin head to the ring that said help me yeah i remember that yeah yeah so he's like the main booker promoter for ovw he's you can hear him talking a lot of talent throughout the show you'll he'll be dealing with wrestlers behind the scene but like, hey, I got all these ideas for my act. I want to create this Marvel Cinematic Universe for wrestling. And you can see just right. Al Snow has these, just this deadpan look on his face. He's really great at giving this deadpan look. And the owner, Matt Jones, is he really has a lot of fun uh, anecdotes and interviews talking about, one of these days I'm going to get Al Snow to laugh. Just one of these days I'm going to get him to laugh. But cause Al Snow plays the straight man to a T. He, like, he's, he's not... He's, Make sure when people are pitching ideas to him for their characters that he's not he's he's not he's not giving his tell if he's on board with you or not. He'll make sure to let you know after the fact after he gets to think about it. And it's really fun watching Al Snow throughout because uh, yeah. there are some major major moments of where dramatic moments where there's some big health issues that happen on in the wrestling ring and out of the wrestling ring to some of the to the wrestlers and the non wrestlers about you know how are they going to handle this? And there's like there's one situation where there's a big health incident that happens during a meeting and watching uh, Al Snow and some of the the other people jump to aid and administer first aid while the camera crews are like, wait, should we be filming this? Should we not be filming this? This is something serious that's going on. And they kind of duck out. They kind of hide. They don't draw attention to themselves. And part of me is thinking, like, why are they airing this? And mm-hmm. I guess, you know, Matt Jones, uh, the health incident happens to him. He says, uh, 
this people know this about me. I don't I, I don't mind. I can, I can explain it to him. I know people get freaked out. Uh, uh, but uh, just watching that uh, him go through a bout of epilepsy uh, on the film, it could be a little shocking to watch and take in. But uh, uh, but yeah, it's it's really intense. And just watching all these wrestlers have all these grouping real life stories, you get to know the wrestlers they they face with. Like there's a mom and daughter duo uh, that, that are both work for the promotion as wrestlers, and like they, they kind of cut to little parts from the show where like the mom like the mom's like I'm gonna teach you a lesson and the daughter's like i don't have to listen to you or anybody you know like your classic tv drama situation and watching that play out in a wrestling ring and watching them talk out their storylines behind the scenes mm, yeah. it's, it's 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 a really cool dynamic and then you no know, other wrestlers are getting busted for doing drugs behind the scenes right. and and watching that come into play and then like they're having uh wrestlers getting like that little taste like you know they may get a, a big success like aew is calling looking for tryouts for uh, upcoming wrestlers you know wrestlers hoping to get that big call watching that play out is really cool Cool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and there's just other interesting backstories that it, it, it focuses on, and you know it's it's very it's definitely uh, uh, I think what TVMA really edgy stuff yeah. they're dealing with. The wrestlers are you know they're not holding any anything back, so definitely keep that in mind. This isn't something to watch with a family, but uh, you know I'm obviously I'm a big wrestling nut, but I don't think you'd have to be a big wrestling nut to be, to be a fan of the show. Mm. I mean they do use a kind of a lot of like insider terms throughout, but they kind of use it in context so you kind of have a good idea to know what they're talking about. Like but, an inside I'm, joke. I'm uh, I'm confused about the uh, Rotten Tomatoes. What, what did they like interview five pe- like five critics or what? Um, yeah, the critics. There was only like several critics reviews for it. That's you know, what I was like. hundred percent, ninety two percent. Like oh. really? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, this okay. Has to be a good movie. Well, for. A cr- for critic reviews, you know, there's not as many, uh, for your average Netflix show, there's not that many critic reviews out on major outlets, uh, unless it's like a super right. big AAA production, you know, like, uh, um, you know, like a Knives Out or no, Glass Onion, like they got that, that would get a lot of reviews. But for like a lot of these, there's so many Netflix originals that drop, like, so yeah. something that's a little more under the radar, like wrestlers, that wouldn't get as many critic reviews. So there's, o- there's only like a handful of reviews, all of them were positive, so that's why it's 100%. Yeah, because I'm like, this is an indie project, so yeah. I'm really surprised but that there, Rotten Tomatoes. But there, right. there, there were a ton of audience ratings because all they do for the audience aggregate for Rotten Tomatoes is just any user can go and click, do you like this movie? Yes or no? Yeah. And there, and there was hundreds and hundreds of, of uh, audience uh, ratings. So that is a little bit more accurate, at least on the audience side. So 92% mm. for the audience aggregate. But no, this is awesome. I'm only uh, five episodes in. It's seven episodes. Uh, mm. But yeah, uh, if, if you really want to learn about just people wanting to make it big in the wrestling business or just hope to get that big shot and just the, the crazy wild world of indie wrestling, completely mm. different world from behind the scenes in WWE wrestling, but similar in other various uh, perspectives, but definite high recommendation to wrestlers on Netflix. Uh, Now I'll give a quick take here on The Continental from the world of John Wick. It's streaming on Peacock, a three-part series. And so this is a prequel series. It's called, yeah, The Continental from the world of John Wick is because it's the prequel to uh, the John Wick movies. It's set in 1970s New York series. And for those who have seen The Continental show, uh, the movies, the four movies with Keanu Reeves uh, and Ian McShane, uh, that this movie is focusing on John Wick's mentor in the movie, uh, Winston Scott, played by Ian McShane in the four films. Uh, so this is kind of like his origin story on how he came to prominence to be the owner of the Continental and, and, and his backstory. So it's uh, three episodes, and like I said, each episode is about a mini-movie, like hour, 15 minutes, hour and a half. Uh, they released them weekly. All three episodes are out now. The last part dropped last week. And Winston Scott is played by Colin uh, Woodell. Is it Woodell or Woodell? I don't know. I'm, I've never seen in him in a, in a Yeah, it's Have you Woodell. seen him, Victor? 
Reardon. Yep. yep. It's, it's Collingwood. Yeah. But he's really good uh, in his performance here. He They kind of introduced him in part one as like a very, very sly, opportunistic, kind of like similar to how you're uh, portraying the Uber owner, Paul, at really uh, kind of a little bit of a con artist working his way into big money deals and uh, just trying to get the most out of his money. And then he has a brother he became estranged with over the years, and they introduced their backstory and why they became estranged. He ends up coming back stateside and reuniting with his brother in part one, and his brother uh, Frankie Scott is played by Ben Robson, also a great role. You can see as the two get reunited, both are just polar opposites. Winston Scott is like this, this high roller, uh, just making it big, and Winston uh, or Frankie Scott is just this guy that's on the run, and the Continentals place a hit on him because he's, he's crossed paths with him and is on their naughty list. And so, yeah, part one is you're kind of learning their backstory as kids, how they led to them becoming estranged and the Continental being on them. And the Continental is being run by Mel Gibson in his first mm. really big major role in quite a while. He's been, he's been working regularly, but mostly yeah. doing kind of like smaller movies for like Lionsgate uh, yeah. and like the more straight to video or smaller release. And he's yeah. going to do Passion of the Christ, too. I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, he's still yeah, doing he's really do good. Do, he's still doing really good movies. They just don't get that major uh, exposure to theaters because of his. Uh, past, which he's atoning for regularly, but he's starting to get back into bigger roles now, like you said, with Passion of the Christ 2 and this, The Continental. So make so, a sequel to Passion of the Christ. I mean, it's pretty, <laughs> pretty, it's pretty much over. I was about to say, have you met Mel Gibson? <laughs> I'm going to have to look into that. But, uh, go find but out. Mel Gibson plays Cormac O'Connor. He runs The Continental, and they definitely portray him to be... Uh, quite a dick in here uh you know they show him you know being like a head honcho pretty much of the of of, of, of the mob more or less you know Mm -hmm. they they show him uh giving the comeuppance to people who have crossed him in the past and Mm -hmm. then you also get to know a young uh you know the hotel clerk that uh in 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 that in the continental movies that that passed away earlier this year Uh, yeah uh so sharon the the hotel clerk he's played by I'm probably pronouncing this wrong. Victory may be able, be able to give me an assist. Uh, Aomide uh, Duggan. I yeah. know I've seen him in movies before, uh, but I, I'm just trying to blank off the mm. top of my head. Is that how you pronounce it? Or? Yeah, I, that's at least how I pronounce yeah. it, just just for because the other way is kind of hard to pronounce. Uh, part one, he's a little bit more of a background character, but part two, you, see, you definitely get to learn more about how he came to Continental and how he wants it to be his future. So mm. watching him uh, kind of grow into more prominent roles and get capitalized on opportunities opportunities that Mel Gibson presents them is a really fun to follow along with. I thought it keeps the tone and style of the John Wick movies really good. Uh, I want to say they don't, they got a really good budget in here for like special effects. Mm. Uh, but like, I want to say it's not quite as big as, you know, as the John Wick movie where it's all these bombastic uh, action movies with all these special effects and, you know, that the chase scenes and the fight, and, the fight scenes in there look really good. Yeah. yeah the, sort of just like small kind yeah, of, you know, yeah, I would say the, these are more smaller dose fight scenes in the continental. They are really good uh, fight scenes and the choreography choreography for them are really, really good too, but they're, they're more in shorter doses. They pepper them in throughout. And uh, yeah, I really dug the fight scenes in here and like the cast that Winston Scott accrues. He, he starts to form a team as a, as the show goes on to, uh, to, to uh, kind of get his, he wants to get payback against the Continental because the Continental has crossed him and now he wants to take it over. And so that's kind of like the big big payoff that it sets up for the Continental. And just watching him uh, uh, just kind of recruit and proselytize his crew to try and just get this big uh, suicide mission, more or less, just watching that unfold and play out has been a, a blast to uh, just follow along with. And uh, so yeah, the action stuff is really good. A bit more narrative than I anticipated. If you're thinking this is going to be nonstop action from beginning to end, like an expendable movie or I want to say not quite as action-packed as a John Wick movie has a good dose of action but it's not non-stop action throughout so there are a bit of narrative sequences uh, I also want to make sure to give a shout out to this 
show is just loaded with a soundtrack since it's taking place in 1970s New York. A lot of 70s rock, funk, and disco tunes. Yeah. I just kind of named a, a, a few samples. Uh, there's about 12 to 15. I looked up the full song credits. There's about 12 to 15 major licensed songs per episode. Some of them I got are uh, I Feel Love by Donna Summer, Children of the Grave by Black Sabbath. There's a few James Brown songs in here. Barracuda by Heart, Popcorn by Hot Butter, just a few of the many, many great songs. And kind of, Paul, like you're mentioning with uh, uh, Super Pumped, how the songs kick in at all the right moments. They do that here to a T also in the Continental. All these songs kicking in at all the right moments where you got these nice little more uh, ambient tracks playing for like the more some of the more dialogue-heavy scenes. But when, when the action is kicking into full gear, it's like, all right, let's get us into some John Wick-style action. Because yeah. I was about to say Children of the Grave, like with Ozzy, you know, that's a heavy, heavy song. <laughs> yeah, so it all comes together for a great, great three-part series on Peacock. And yeah, you can find... Like it's just three episodes. Each episode is again about hour and a half long, so it's a little bit of a commitment. But I guess what three hour and a half episodes? That, that's pretty much almost the equivalent of like a seven part episode series on Netflix or so. So mm-hmm. and it all goes out. I give a high recommendation to it. The Continental uh, from the world of John Wick now streaming on Peacock. So okay. there we go. Um, we're going to jump to our last advertiser of the show here. We want to make sure to give a shout-out to the River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill. Make them your next dinner and a movie destination. Both are located in the River Mall in East Grand Forks. Now, you can either dine inside the movie member belly, a packed restaurant the Shire, or take your meal to go to the movie you're attending. Some of this week's featured attractions excuse me, are The Exorcist, Believer, Paw Patrol, The Mighty Movie, Saw X, The Creator, Dumb Money, and the one I reviewed just a little bit ago, A Haunting in Venice. You can find the complete showtimes and listings online at rivercinema15.com. Don't forget about their Tuesday special, $5 movies all day long, and the 550 senior matinee specials on Wednesday and Thursdays. As you can see in the video behind me, River Cinema has uh, expanded concessions that now serve adult beverages and awesome luxury recliners and it's family owned and operated by the same company that runs the grand theater in crookston and for their showtimes look online at morefamilytheaters.com all right victor i believe it's time for you said you have a surprise for us in store for this week for your one and only action figure showcase yes i literally was so excited to get these you guys and i wanted to show you guys firsthand of course these new four pack original is that, teenage- a, is that a sniper michael and or Raphael? no this is a well th- he has a hood on of course but these were the original uh ninja turtles from of course was it playmates the, or? No, they're no, so the, ninja-ish that they're invisible on our screen oh yes they are and as they, you can see <laughs> as you can see on the screen they're so dark but yeah i love green screen but yes, these were, um, I got these on a four pack. So these were the comic book versions. There were another comic book version uh, from the original Mirage ones. I mm. do have those. Those were really hard to get on the second market, mind you. Mm. So if you're trying to get them, uh, you can. You just have to pay a pretty penny for them. Um, but these ones, uh, NECA came out with these ones, you guys. You lost your oh, well, that's all right. You got to have the nunchucks. That's, that's fair, though. For I mean, Mike. But yeah, these guys, I was so excited to get these guys and show you because, man, I wanted a comic book set of Ninja Turtles, and I did get them when I of course I got the uh, the ones that originally were in the Mirage uh, ones but these ones were done in the uh, of course our different artist era so when Kevin Eastman and Peter Lair they were doing of course 
the franchise and they didn't have time to do the comic books the, they called upon their team so Jim Lawson who did the artistry for these guys um, and this was during the City at War storyline so this is when the Foot Clan had literally drove the Ninja Turtles out of their home and of course Raphael being the most brash turtle he went back first so they were in a farm upstate in uh, New Hampshire New York uh, where they were chilling out and they were kind of replanning where they were going to come back and take on the Foot Clan and the Shredder and of course Raphael was the first to go back even though he wasn't supposed to and that's why you see him in this hood because he's just hiding out in, in disguise yeah he's hiding yeah. out and he's in the sewer so you'll see a, a, a cover of course a cover picture if you ever see the comic book he's hiding out in the sewers and he's just taking a break because he's like man there's so many foot members man I can't take them all on by myself the rest of the turtles of course they killed the shredder they said and then of course they were um, you'll see a picture of them all standing in you know among the city and of course they uh, they descend of course on this logs they set the shredders body on fire and just watch him burn and completely kill but uh, the shredder he he doesn't stay dead for long he comes back due to mystic worms so uh, and he he's just a very ruthless villain as he always has been but yeah these guys I was so happy to get these guys because man I as you all know me you guys I love Ninja Turtles I absolutely love them and man they have just been such a big huge part of my life and to see these guys all together was just killer I mean look at these guys I mean you got Leonardo you got Raphael you got Donatello and Michelangelo and man these just these guys are so amazing for, for maybe first time <laughs> viewers or listeners they, Victor is a huge Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan. I can just see your passion live on vicariously through these figures. I love them, man. I always love the NECA design, their vinyl yes. design on their figures. And, yeah, yeah, I think they really capture the look and feel of those old-school Playmates figures. They did. Now, most of, and for those of you who do, are not Ninja Turtle fans, now, originally back in, this was 1984, uh, 1984, excuse me, not five, um, when they were first released, these guys had all red bandanas. There we go. They, yep. did, they had all that's red bandanas. Yeah. I was just about, that's what I'm about to say. There you go. There go that knowledge right there. Yeah, they had all red bandanas. They didn't have, of course, the color bandanas you see now. The only reason they did that was because the, the comic books were so gritty and they were in your face back in the days so they had to change it to make them a little more kid friendly you know so they had to change a lot of it to make it more you know to a kid demographic um, but the comic books were so fun to read yeah, I have a few of those Mirage issues yep. they, they have a whole new layer of grittiness compared to the you know, the Archie comics yeah. versions yeah. and they were so much fun to read just because you got to see them kill people and use their weapons you know immensely more and of course there was a lot more uh, to a April O'Neil and of course Casey Jones and you know the Foot Clan and there there is one thing about Raphael that I noticed mm. and I noticed it from the cartoons in the movie mm. that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. What's that? His, you know they got they got three fingers, right? Yes. How does he hold on to his thigh? Oh, right there. So the way he holds on to it, just like how Yoda would hold on to a lightsaber, um, they can. Now you can hold on to it like with three fingers, and just like he's doing now, so he has it between his two fingers, of course, right here, and so he can spin it and you can flip it and you can do everything with it. So I mean, they have it's just the same thing with their you know toes. It's the same thing with but, anything. But so. my my point is is that holding it like that renders that design useless because the whole point of having the separation between them is that it can catch a blade. 
he can do and that. And all it's going to do is go right into his finger. <laughs> See, but and, and he can do that too. But honestly, Raphael, because he's so skilled and let's face it. I, I guess I, he I, just I, moves I, his finger fast enough. I mean, and right. n- not only that, but just I, I want to see someone try to take on Raphael that way. Because Raphael has done it where he has hold the sigh in his hands. And yes, the sigh is made for you to catch a sword and twist it. And then, of course, you can use yeah. it to your advantage. But Raphael... It's amazing he has fingers. True. I mean, Raphael, literally, I mean, you, you, if you think that's worse, you should have seen uh, Leonardo take on Komodo King. He lost a hand. Uh, Donatello got literally, uh, he was fighting with a robot. He literally fell, literally 100 stories, smashed himself, and then connected with the symbiotic uh, roboticness and became a cyborg. Mm. Uh, Don, Mikey, Mikey was probably the only one that didn't get the worst of it from all the, uh, Donnie got blown up. He got fell through a helicopter. Uh, mm. What was it? Uh, Mikey basically went off on his own. His brother, he lost his brothers. So, I mean. Yeah, then that's when uh, the Michelangelo story started. Uh, right? not, not this one. So, okay. this was during the image run. So, okay, the image okay. run was when they were all getting it brutally. So, I mean, okay. this was when they were really getting well, it. So. Victor, I'm sure we could pick your brains about the turtles forever. But, but yeah, it's yeah, safe, safe to say <laughs> that these are some must have figures. Oh, absolutely. And you pe- guys... Can people order them still online or are they currently back ordered? You can. Now, like I said before, now if you want to get the original, like 1984 original Mirage Comics ones, you can absolutely, but again, it's hard as hell because you can't get them but on can the you, can, can you go to like their official toy NECA's website and put in an order? You can, but, but it, will they just say it's back ordered for a while? You well, might... see, and that's the thing because nowadays, again, it's so hard to get them on the secondary market. You can get a four pack of them. They're not going to come in the original box. You can get them on eBay, but it's here and there, so you have to go to a really, really dark space in the internet to get them. Oh, okay. Now, with these guys, these guys were released, of course, in uh, the Target exclusive, so they were a four-pack, so you can still get these, and I would hurry up because these guys are selling like hotcakes, yeah, and yeah. they're very, very hard, like, really now to get. Because, very detailed. Because, man, yeah. they're Yeah, really they have good. a tail. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and another fun fact, uh, in the original Mirage comics, they did have a tail, uh, of course, and that's what they did for At least these I think ones. it's a tail. Right. Yes, they are, they are tails. Yes, they are tails. They are tails. Yes, but they did have tails back in the day, so just to make it more, of course, more turtle. Authentic. Yeah. Authentic. Yeah, and they they did have uh, like tails, and they were just badasses. Very, very cool, Victor. Well, you continue to bring it each and every week, man. What an awesome action figure showcase, man. Looking forward to what you have next week. My next one's going to be another surprise, so I'm very excited to give you guys. yeah. I love it, man. Absolutely love it. I definitely appreciate it, man. Definitely took me back. Well, I was definitely a... Ninja Turtle fan too. How did okay? I know we're getting off of this. How did you feel about the new movie? I oh. loved it. I absolutely loved it. I it took me back. Of course, now I know Seth Rogen. You know because he's he loves teenage movies and he likes to make that sort of you know demographic kind of movie and or genre I should say. Um, you know he did play very well off of it. It was just about brothers being brothers, yeah, and yeah. having fun. So that yeah. that yeah. reminded yeah. me of Ninja Turtles when I was a kid, and so I was like, yeah, just brothers yeah. horsing around. Yeah. I know Victor loved it. Uh, if you want, I know if you go back a couple episodes ago, uh, mm-hmm. Victor and I reviewed it uh, like two or three. Yeah. episodes back yeah. in big screens get the full big picture review yeah. so yeah, yeah good stuff love the animation style very um, fun so we're gonna do next up here our noteworthy uh, upcoming theatrical streaming new releases so i got a highlighted a few here and actually there was one that slipped by me i forgot to include i just jotted it down real quick on my on my list here that it just released today actually on paramount plus 
And uh, I completely forgot that this was coming back, but Frazier is back on Paramount Plus. I know, right? 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 Back, yeah. I know, right? Frazier? I, wait, I wait, saw like him. a new new yeah. season. Yeah, new season on new Paramount Plus. Yeah, all these years later, new yeah. series. Yeah, the and first two episodes dropped today, and uh, I got the alert. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, it's coming back. And uh, so yeah, it's on Paramount Plus now, and it's, so it's like the characters reuniting all these years later. I won't spoil it, but one of the cast members passed, so they're all kind of catching up for one of those cast members uh, mm. just to kind of go just kind of no reunite for his funeral in, in real life or in the show no in real life he did pass away in real so life. they're addressing it on the show there too in, in storyline form and uh, and then it kind of brings them all together and fraser visits his son who has a big secret and that's what kind of sets the stage for a new season of fraser so it's not nile is it uh no, Niles will. Unfortunately, Niles and the rest of them will not be returning. Uh, they will be probably doing small cameos here and there, but it's not only, regularly roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will only be Mr. You know Kelsey Grammer who will yep. return. So people can find that on Paramount Plus. So really looking forward to that. I completely forget, it completely slipped me by, and I just caught it like an hour before we met up for the show here. I was like, oh yeah, that's right, Frazier's back. So yeah, check it out. Also streaming this week or new releases this week on Amazon Prime Video, Gen V. Now we've all, I know Paul and Victor has discussed their love for the boys, but this is a new spinoff of the boys that takes place at Godolkin University, University School of Crime Fighting, where a new generation of superheroes learn the crime fighting craft. Uh, now actors Jazz Sinclair, Chance Perdomo, and Liz Broadway lead the cast, along with cameos from the original boys cast throughout the show. So Paul, Victor, I know you guys are big fan of the boys has this show been on your radar yeah i could put this in the quick take i totally forgot about it um i got uh past episode one a little bit into episode two and had to turn it off now is it gen v or gen five um i'm not gen, sure i think it's, I think it's, it's gen more, v it's oh yeah it's v it's v because v. uh because the drug was v oh yeah. okay yeah. yeah but i had to turn it off after episode two because it was so gone Gross. godly terrible oh sure. no they're 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 trying to jump off of the boys you know, franchise, you know, because obviously it was really gritty and everything. But, yeah. I mean, they're trying to just take it to the next level where they're, the humor in it is just dumb. Oh, it's very mm. grating. It's, it's just it's ridiculous. It, it, it's like the, the one episode that I hated the most out of the boys is when they had the big superhero orgy thing. Yeah. Was like, the they didn't need to put that oh. in there. And then on this oh. one, they got in, oh, like, gosh. you know, the first episode, yeah, a girl great. that can shrink. And then the first thing she does is she's... She shrinks to get on a guy's dick, and, wow. you know, and, and you know, and so she's like jumping like on his balls, yeah, and, it was just, and it was, I'm like, it I'm was, just like, you know what? This is this isn't even funny. This is like just you're just trying to use shock art, shock humor, and you're ruining the boys by doing it. This, I would recommend that nobody watches this show. Wow, wow. I was wow. wondering. There you I go. see it coming out, and I'm like, the boys. And I just watched no, the, uh, the, the, episode, the the beginning episode of uh, season yeah. three. I, I agree with Paul. Honestly, you might as well just watch, you know, the side projects, which is uh, the boys diabolical, which are just very fun animated shorts, and those are way more better than this. Are the I'm, shorts on Prime Video as well? Yes, they are, and you can check them out. Uh, they're very easy to get to, so have no problem. Yeah. Like I said, I would rewatch the boys in that uh, shorts movie than or shorts uh, television series. You, you might this. like this show if you're a 15 year old immature boy. Mm. Going through that puberty, yeah, going for yeah. those quick laughs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just going for the dumb, over-the-top, ridiculous, yeah. potty humor. Yeah. Hell, you might as well no, just watch no cleverness Bain to it whatsoever. Just, you like, might. how 
like how far can we go? How how stupid can we make we this to try to make people in, in, laugh? In other know? words, as Paul would, uh, as in other words, uh, basically they're trying to do what Michael Bay movies did, yeah. apply like, uh, to the lowest common denominator, cheap, which low is brow. yeah, which is teenage boys, mm -hmm. yeah, which is yeah. potty humor and yeah. basically that. So, no, yeah, it's shoot. ridiculous. It sucks to hear. I, I thought I, I didn't have a chance to see any uh, critic reviews or first takes on it yet, so I thought for sure that this would be up your guys' alley. But no, shoot, no. crap. Sounds yeah, like they blew it. Boys is like my yeah. that's my yeah, jam. Yeah. I love hey, the, the, the boys that business. Yo, I dude, like I boys. love the comic book, man. Yeah. The comic book is even more grittier than the show. So yeah. I mean, you gotta, you just gotta read it. Well, I guess speaking of other gritty uh, releases coming up here, uh, the next one is uh, now. I'm stoked for this one. I haven't seen it yet. It just launched this last week. Castlevania Nocturne, new animated streaming series on Netflix. They did the first Castlevania show on. Uh, whoops. The first Castlevania show <laughs> was, uh, they did four seasons of it on Netflix. I absolutely love the, the, the animated show Castlevania on Netflix. It, four seasons of it, all super quick. Each episode was like 20 to 30 minutes. You could like binge each season in like an afternoon. Uh, mm. But this new show kind of takes things on with a different character from the Castlevania series. Uh, it's set during the French Revolution and the vampire hunter Richter Belmont from the Belmont family fights to uphold his family's legacy and prevent the rise of a ruthless power-hungry vampire. Has anyone here seen like a Castlevania series on uh, Netflix in the past? I've nope. seen a little bit of it yeah. actually. I I mean now don't get me wrong, I do love this series, but I mean Hell Helsink was oh my gosh <laughs> that I mean that that they should have teamed up together honestly. I, I will say that there are like some there I think there was like one one or two seasons of the four are a little weaker than others, but mm -hmm. for the most part I really like the Castlevania series on Netflix. But uh, next up is Loki season two on Disney Plus. I believe that launched this past week, and it's where Loki teams up with Owen Wilson playing Mobius in order to help the Time Variance Authority locate Sylvie, who is now existing in a different timeline from the rest of the cast. Victor, I know you're the comic book guy. Have you a chance to jump in on this hit or Paul? I haven't had a chance to, to fully jump in, but I do know a lot about it going, uh, of course, going in, into it and reading about it and just seeing everything about it. Um, now, of course, Mr. Uh, Mr. Kane himself, uh, now the trial, they said, has been over, but I don't think that's still... I don't think that's very true because he I haven't seen him in there yet so I mean I I like to I like to think that he is uh, in the back burner somewhere yeah, I'm, so. I'm kind of bummed cuz I wanted to watch this but I deleted my Disney account mm. Right, because yeah. I, I like the first season but I won't give Disney any money Yeah mm. No I hear you I hear you Fair enough fair enough <laughs> Well, every, every once in a while, they may release something that could be a little enticing, but yeah, I do not blame you at all. Um, next up is Bargain, a streaming series on Paramount Plus where an earthquake traps pedophiles, black market organ buyers, and organ traffickers in a hotel in a battle to the death. So, uh, I can get behind this. Okay, let's, yeah. let's go. Let's go. We can see what, what's this. Yeah, this, so if you this watch, I, I saw the trailer for this. The trailer looks very, very like, wow, they're going in this direction where, you know, they're kind of like trying to do sting operations for pedophiles. Mm. Uh, and But instead of, you know, showing up for, for, for what they're going for, instead it's uh, black market organ runners just wow. chopping it up and getting their, their organs Putting them on the black market, huh. wow. uh, but okay, in the middle of a routine that. operation, an earthquake happens and traps everyone in the hotel. And once everyone realizes what's up, uh, it's just a full-on like battle royale-style battle to the death. So, mm. oh, they'll probably get it way worse. <laughs> they'll probably get extremely <laughs> way worse. Yeah. So very, very definitely has my interest uh, for this. Uh, yeah, yeah, Paramount Plus. I show. think it would be fun to watch pedophiles get murdered. I know, right? That, that's Come why I said they get it worse. They would that's get it worse. <laughs> so yeah, that's called bargain. 
Morgan, and it's on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, now playing in theaters, uh, I believe released last week, Dumb Money. Oh, boy. It's the ultimate David versus Goliath tale based on the insane true story of everyday people who flipped the script on Wall Street and got rich by turning GameStop stock into the hottest trading commodity. Oh, boy. Mm. Oh, I remember that. That, that, was, remember that was not that. a pretty... That was crazy. Yeah, yeah this is like, like a dr- dramatized yeah, theatrical take on it. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's still there's still ripples of that going on to this day on how that's yeah, playing well, out. Cause this was, some, but you still got some game starting. Yeah, well, because no that, that was just, what, two or three years ago yeah, that when that was. happened. Yeah, so. that, that yeah, that was a big Reddit thing. Yeah, so. That was real money. Those guys got screwed. That was real money. And you heard me name it in the Now Playing in River Cinema ad read a little earlier, but the spooky season is here and opened in theaters last week. The Exorcist Believer, and it's where two girls disappear into the woods and return three days later with no memory of what happened to them. And the father of one girl seeks out one Chris McNeil, who's been forever altered by what happened to her daughter 50 years ago in a similar circumstance. So... This has been your guys' radar for The Exorcist, big marquee horror franchise. I will give it to them at least on... They only had one original cast member from the original Exorcist come back, which is the mother. I'm surprised Mm -hmm. she did come back because after her experience on the first one... I was surprised she even came back to the franchise because, man, they put her through hell, like literally in that movie. I heard this is going to be a flop because they tried to get woke with it. Mm. Mm, Tried to get woke. Yep. They always, go they, what is with them in woke culture? Like, dude, we get it. If you're really that, like, obvious, like, come on. Just, yeah. Get so, over, like, get over yourself. I'm definitely going to try. I'm definitely an Exorcist fan. I'm definitely going to check it out. I want to see. I've been waiting yeah. for it. Get your so, spooky kicks, right? I do yeah, want to see. I, you know, this is that time. It's that time of year. Just mm-hmm. right now, yeah. everything has to be. Ugh. I know. I've been wanting to see more scary movies than I have been, so I'm going to try and. Uh, and it's re- October 13th, yeah. Friday the 13th. Yeah, tomorrow. Friday the 13th. You know, oh, you, you know I was kind of curious. I was, thought I, I had to have missed something hitting theaters because, I mean, it's Friday the 13th in October. Correct. You'd think there'd be some scary movies launching on Friday the 13th in October. That's New release day. I'm it like, wasn't and I was looking at the theater listings and other online listings. I'm like, what movies are releasing in theaters? And the only, at least locally, the only new feature hitting theaters uh, tomorrow is... Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour. Yep. Where it's, yeah, that's about the scariest thing you can think of. So, I mean, when it comes to the marketing, the market domination of one Taylor Swift, I mean, her market presence is undeniable. Just ask the NFL fans in recent weeks. You, you know uh, what? I get it to This her. is pretty much the... It's covering her latest concert film experience, going into the backstory, and the whole making of, of, of her latest co- concert tour. So, I give it to her. I it, really it'll do. Probably, yeah, it'll, I, it'll I, do gangbuster at the theaters, most likely. So, I, I mean, and I could imagine, you know, like how many people... People would be in the theater watching that saying, somebody please kill me. Oh, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. <laughs> like yesterday night. Oh, my gosh. You guys, we went, me and Jess, of course, who run bingo. Oh, my gosh. There were tons. And I knew mean tons of people who were doing, because we were supposed to do cartoon trivia. But no, we did Taylor Swift. Everything Taylor Swift. Everybody was honing their asses down to bingo, <laughs> getting ready for this movie. Shirts aplenty. Questions were being answered like this. Or were they, was it like opening launch, uh, sneak preview day the day before? Oh, or? let me tell you, man. Everyone's getting ready for this movie. And rest assured. Kind of like Barbie where a lot of people were cosplaying. Oh, yeah. And they got the shirts aplenty. So let me assure you, I mean, say what you will about this woman, but don't say that woman didn't make her money because hey she she just kept going so i say this a basic white girl basically making millions you go girl <laughs> you 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 suck the teat of many and you squeeze everyone out of their money you know how much that woman sued one person for you guys will get a kick out of this really quick 
She sold literally. This guy said, "Oh, I'm going to teach you everything about Qatar." She didn't have any of that. She sued the guy for one whole dollar. Mm, That's yes. all she sued him for was one whole well, dollar, and she got millions from that. Millions. Wow. Well, I guess you factor in legal costs and all I, that. I, yeah. I give it to her. Hey, I really do. See, another but, uh, idea. See how see how they just yeah. pop up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. You you go, Taylor. You squeeze well, the entertainment industry for all they're worth. That you go, girl. Moana's up. coming out tomorrow too, though. To, oh, the, which to, one? Uh, Moana. Moana. Oh, is that yeah, like the, the throwback? Yeah, the Disney special engagement is they redoing it tomorrow. Oh, re-release. Well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Riverside. They do do their flashback movie. I I don't include those in the new releases since they're like more of a local region thing. No, yeah. this is national. Oh, it's a national thing. Yeah, okay. National. But but I mean, it's like a throwback movie they're re-releasing in theaters. It's yeah, not like yeah. an all new movie, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. Yep. Correct. Gotcha. I think that's got about one of the best soundtracks of every of any Disney movie. They're really, Moana. Yeah. 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 yeah what year really did that good. come out around again? About uh, oh, that was 2016. 2016. Yeah. In the house of a thousand courts. Their 20th anniversary. Their re-release. Gosh, 20th that anniversary. Of, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, theaters like to do those. Uh, I know, like I, I know for flashback movies coming up at Rivers and Mun, the coming weeks are they're currently doing the Lord of the Rings movies uh, every yeah. every couple of weeks, and the ex- the, the extended versions too yeah. that hit that the were only originally out on home video. So. Not to mention Stanley Kubrick, my man, God rest his soul, is going to be coming out with The Shining yeah. for flashbacks and so oh, the third one. No, this is the the this is the only one. The, this is the one that he of course did that Stephen well Stephen King hated, but yeah, this but, is the original one with Jack Nicholson and of course uh, uh, the original cast that we're doing. Oh, Oh, so they're doing it. They're coming out again with it. They're oh. coming out just for you know River Cinema's flashback. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Shining was good. That mm-hmm. that is a good one. How did you like number two? You know, honestly, I I love Danny's story. I do love Danny's yeah. story. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. More. It was a good one. So it was a good one. we should move things along here. We got a couple of GFBS plugs here before we wrap up with quick takes uh, for some more coverage on other GFBS shows. Make sure to check out Dirty Thursday from earlier today, where street stock driver Tucker Peterson and late model driver Cole Babcock joined the Bullring Boys on the show. Tomorrow's Icky Ichabod's Weird Cinema. We'll see Icky and the Wizard of Weird tackling uh, Cyborg Camp Justice like only they can with their review of RoboCop 2. Yo. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, those are just a couple of over a dozen shows we do every week. You can find by searching GFBS on your favorite podcast or social media apps. All right, guys, let's wind it down with quick takes. What you've watched this past week we haven't had a chance to talk about yet or what you, want, you plan on watching soon uh, or other things going on. Uh, Paul, let's uh, start things off with you. I saw. You, I know you got a couple other things we haven't touched on yet. Okay, well, it's not a movie, but in essence, it is kind of a movie. But the new uh, Mortal Kombat One story mode. Yo. You know, you, you basically play through a movie. Yeah. Um, and they're awesome storylines. Yeah, you know, and I, I always have fun with them. You know, I I wasn't a fan of this one to be honest with you because of one simple fact, and I'll I'll throw this question to you, Dale. What is the number one topic or uh, what's it? Uh, what is every movie like doing right now? Oh, for like comic book movies or? No, just, yeah, uh, comic book movies and everything. What's, what's the general underlying like story oh, plot oh, line? Yeah. Multi, multiverse. Multiverse, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, obviously with uh, MK11, they had Kronika, who has the hourglass, and they yeah. go into the timelines. So instead of calling it the multiverse, they call it multiple timelines. And so all they did is they just jumped on the bandwagon, and they brought in whatever they wanted from multiple timelines. So you got evil Liu Kang from one timeline. You got good Liu Kang from another timeline. You got... 
Shao Kahn as a, a, you know, an emperor in one and then as a general in another. It's just like, I'm just so tired of this multiverse BS. It's like, what a cop I know the out. impression I got from previews, I haven't had a chance to, to play it yet. I know on, a, on our video game show, I'm going to Super Pixel Pros, I've, my copy's been ridiculously backordered. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I remember from previews, it sounds like they're kind of capitalizing on this timeline uh, plot element just as a, uh, a, an excuse or maybe a reason to go back and revisit the original trilogy storylines that it seems a lot of people are the most nostalgic for for mk fans yeah and they they didn't they didn't hit they, home with it at all no. and they were they could have put so much more into just the gameplay instead of just like this dumb story mode but i, I don't know i mean it's it's a it's all right to play but i don't think that it's by any means like the weakest of the four the last four or five storylines oh not even just storylines just gameplay in general oh, wow i mean it was just like there was nothing special about it compared to the other ones as far as I'm concerned. That new cameo system isn't doing it for you? Nah. No? Shoot. So, and I mean, then I watched The Meg, too. That, that finally came out on whatever platform it's on. There's too many to even count mm-hmm. now. Chat. And that was, like, just completely over-the-top ridiculous. I mean, that you know, it was basically, like, Sharknado. Give it a little yeah. bit of credit there, it was, enter- it was entertaining, but, I, yeah, I mean, it was just one of those how stupid can we get with this type of movies but again just comedy entertainment action uh finally finished gran turismo that was interesting you know uh because it's based off of a true story and i didn't realize that they uh he had actually won um what was the the one with christian bale or oh ford versus ferrari no no not ford no the or was it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it was yeah. Lamaz. Was Lamaz? Yeah, Lamaz. Yeah, and so I didn't realize that the guy that actually played the Gran Turismo game that mm-hmm. they put into that thing actually won Lamaz. Yeah. Mm. No, I think they didn't win, but they got like a podium finish. They got third in their division. Yeah. I, I looked up the real life thing there, so yeah, it is accurate for how it portrayed. Yeah, it was a big, deal. super big deal for a special rookie driver too. Yeah. So it was that. that that's an interesting movie. It's a good watch. I know. You kind of covered it last week. I know you said, uh, I think we were talking about it earlier in the week, too. It sounds like, because um, uh, this was your second time seeing it, right? Yeah, well, the first time I didn't finish it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I only got halfway through, so I didn't realize that it went to a whole other direction mm. towards the end. Mm. And then lastly, I watched Made in America, which is a new one that's out on Netflix uh, with Tom Cruise. Like, you know, Tom Cruise, and it's just a straight-to-Netflix movie. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting out, that. It seems outside mm. his wheelhouse. And, and he's wheelhouse. literally like the... It's not like he's a cameo. Like, the he's the entire movie. <laughs> and it, it it's very reminiscent of Blow. It's um, like the big drug trade scene, right? Yeah, but mm. he's, the, he's the pilot. So he's the pilot get, that gets hired to uh, import all these drugs from Colombia and everything. Mm. And it shows how he made this complete fleet of drug smugglers because they're all pilots and yeah so it, it, it was good it was, it was fun okay. to watch and to tom hit cruise man yeah. to tom. definitely definitely worth checking out yeah yeah it was good all right uh any other uh quick takes at all uh anything we didn't touch on yet no i think we're going on like eight hours now, <laughs> yes so. yeah we need to wind it down uh rose alba will throw it to you uh, any quick takes for you for what you've been seeing the last week um, or so last week i've been you know i'm kind of like a home improvement guy so I look at a lot of HGTV kind of stuff and a oh, lot right. of cook, cook network stuff. So I've been watching um, Love It or Listed too. You know, if you ever seen Love It or Listed, they had a first group, the older guy, the older gentleman. Now they brought a new look to it. Now it's the you know a, a younger guy, younger woman, and uh, it's, it's nice to see what they do with these people houses. 
you know, to, to build it or just say you're going to love it. I'm going to rebuild what you got and make it the best you want it. Or you can go have something new. Y'all know what Love of the List it is, right? I, oh, I, absolutely. I've never heard of yeah. it. Absolutely. But I, I, I know I've seen similar shows, just visiting so, family yeah. friends, have it on in the background. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about, man, great shows, man. They, they help a lot of different people. And I love it when they love it. So. Oh, I, you know, going into that, because uh, just kind of like these reality shows, I did, I have been, I did watch uh, the new season of BattleBots. Battle Bots. Battle Bots. Oh, <laughs> you can't go wrong with that. I remember when Nick Foley hosted that show. Yeah. I remember Hell that show. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Battle Bots. That's, a, that's good background viewing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's good for folding laundry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> still, still as good as it once was. What, what is that show on now? I think it's on Netflix. Netflix? Okay, guys. It's just amazing, though, because you see those Battle Bots. Yeah. And you don't realize how actually big they are. They, yeah, they, dude. I mean, they they're like, like the size of this body. table. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. they're like 700 pounds. Oh, yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. Those guys were just rocking it with how much like, stuff they could put on there, like yeah. chainsaws. And I know yeah. they, they have like local robotic competitions. Like, there's like a local level uh, tournaments for their version of kind of like battle bots. And just oh, seeing yeah. those in action, too, is God, just those are awesome. a whole new level. Uh, any other quick takes, Rose? No, I think that's it for me. All right, I've been watching Power. Have you guys ever watched Power? I think before? Paul covered it on a past show, right? Okay. And this is Force. This is with Tommy. This is Tommy's story. This is Ghost's best friend from the first Power. So this season, it's the third season. And I'm talking about, man, they just leaving, just like Power does, just leave you one more. So every episode, you're like, okay, what's next? Yep. What's next? Oh, my God. So we're waiting for that this uh, Friday coming up. So we'll, you know. It's another good look, a good watch cool. as well. Power, new season. Yeah, All right. Force. Force, or, or new force, season. New season. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Good All right. <laughs> uh, well, I'll jump in here next, and I'll wind it down with Victor uh, for me. Otherwise, uh, other than what we covered, I did watch my final Netflix disc film I got in the mail a, a, a couple weeks ago. I watched Plane, uh, the, the um, Gerard Butler yeah, flick. Where they, I love yeah, that movie. Yeah. The, it starts with a... People on a routine uh, Southeast Asian flight, and they get into some bad weather, and they crash land on this island that's just this small island that's just run by just separatists and independent militia. And so now Gerard Butler has to make sure to keep them safe while they wait, await rescue. And it's a good, dumb, just, you know, Gerard Butler is great at these just, like, survival-type movies like uh, um, Greenland a couple years ago. Yeah. That was a great action thriller and so is this is kind of like an action thriller of a different level more of a search and rescue instead of a uh, end of the world survival but yeah plane came out earlier this year definite recommendation so recommend oh that's such a good uh movie. then other than that though a lot of sports this past week i went to a few und games last weekend that was a lot of fun und football uh und hockey uh yes yeah probably should have caught up a more sleep than i should have over the weekend but it was it was a great weekend i like to do that once a year just have like an all-on sports weekend but uh, and yeah, got got more traveling this weekend to do. It's gonna be uh, crazy days ahead. But uh, those are my quick takes. Victor, how about you? Oh man, I mean, a lot of the stuff is gonna happen. Uh, my birthday is coming up, which is crazy. I can't. I still can't believe that. Happy birthday! Uh, Happy thank you. Birthday. Th- thank you. Thank you. And uh, of course, like I said, I got these Ninja Turtle figures, which I'm. So so incredibly in love with. Um, of course, can't wait for book club the, to, today, honestly. Um, after that, even, uh, man, I've been really just going back and forth with everything uh, with shows coming up and uh, movies to watch more. Uh, I, I've been watching more of uh, just every superhero show and movie you can think of. Heck, even even going back to the original ones, which which were so good. I actually have been watching a lot of Blade lately because because man oh man i was so excited ready for that secret invasion oh man i'm i'm ready for it just because i wish they would have done what guillermo del toro did with the second one just because it was such 
beautiful goriness and it wasn't like over the but it was at the same time where it's like in your face kind of way and i love the fact that and you know what i will say this because you know just like paul I I understand that multiverses can be important sometimes, but ever since Marvel did, it is kind of getting a little bit oversaturated with it a lot too much, and I, I just think they don't need to do it. You know, Universal did it with their Monsters, of course, line, and uh, though it was appreciative when they did it because we did get, of course, one of my favorite depictions of the Wolfman, where actually he is a Wolfman, not like the crappy pointing fingers, Mr. Twilight. Um, crappy depictions of uh, werewolf and vampire. Twilight, we're looking at you. Um, so, I mean, honestly, I've just been really going back to original horror, man, because, I mean, you talk about Bela Lugosi and, you know, the Invisible Man. You're getting and, ready for a spooky season. Oh, man, I'm excited just because I, I love the, like, those were horror. Those were, like, monsters you know like dracula the wolfman frankenstein you know uh the mummy you know those were monsters heck even uh, american werewolf in london one of the most my favorite werewolf movie besides of course dog soldiers like that's what i've been watching is really heck yeah because man. i mean man like those were werewolves man you want werewolves that stand on their hind legs and have sharp teeth and rip your head off and you know it's like vampires who like suck the living life out of you that is van like those are monsters man that's what i'm excited for heck yeah i wish they would keep doing stuff like that but now they've just now I need to watch a lot more for spooky stuff. I need to get at it. Yeah, I need to get they, at it. I feel like they've just got. They haven't. Well, actually, no. T technically, they did do a little bit of that. So, if, actually, if you guys have seen uh, Last Voyage on the Demeter, which told the story of uh, Rand Stoker's Dracula, so Dracula, of course, was in his, uh, of course, coffin, and he was defeated, so to speak, and they carried him back all the way to Transylvania. The rest of the crew just did not survive. It, oh, yeah. it was just horrible. Once like you they, realize, oh, yeah, oh. this is a Dracula movie. Well, you know and, where Dracula goes. Well, yeah. and I loved it because they, they showed him as a bat, like a monster. So, I mean, and he was, of course, you know, in the pub and they the last Voyager who survived, of course, and it's in the book. You can read it, of course, and he was just looking across from him and just being all dastardly. So I'm, I'm just happy very, for Very, very cool. So, Anything yeah. else, Victor? No, that's it. I'm done. I'm happy. <laughs> all right. Well, we will wrap things up here. Uh, I want to give a shout out again to today's sponsors, Northwest Tire, uh, Oprah Heaven's Cakes and the River 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill. Welcome you to join us live for all future shows. Uh, we should be back to our regular schedule here on our next episode every other Wednesday at 1 p.m. on gfbestsource.com. Uh, join us live every other week then. Or you just find past episodes by searching GFBS, Grand Forks Best Wars, Best Source, anywhere you find podcasts or social media. <laughs> all right. With that, we will wrap things up for the day. Thanks for joining us today. Many thanks to Victor. Thank you, guys. Always appreciate to be here. Many thanks to Readem and Week Paul. Yeah, looking forward to some new movies. Yes, and oh, yeah. many thanks to producer Rosé. Oh, yeah. Thank you, thank you. All right, we'll see you all two weeks with more spooky goodness. Goodbye. See you later.